Welcome to the Business of Being You podcast, a podcast about authenticity and entrepreneurship. In other words, creating a business around the unique qualities that make you, you. My name is Marco Benitez, and I'm an entrepreneurial coach. I help people to create businesses around one or more of three areas, the desire to pursue a passion, the need to be true to themselves, or to share a talent or gift with others. In this podcast, you hear conversations with people who have done just that. And while their businesses, background, and experiences are all different, they share one common thread. They became clear on who they are and how they could serve. They believed in themselves enough to take a chance on their dreams. And now they have an income generating business doing what comes naturally to them. This is podcast episode five. In today's podcast, we're gonna have a conversation about one thing that is very important in all businesses, and that's hustle. Today, I'm joined by two guests, Charlie Mercado and Michael Rosano. Each one of them is gonna share their story, and we're also gonna have their unique perspective on what hustle is and what it's not. I'll start by introducing Carlos Mercado. Carlos Mercado or Charlie, even from a baby, was told by his grandmother that he was probably gonna be a businessman. He was born in Puerto Rico, but he was raised on the rough streets in Queens on Liberty Avenue. As a child, he started packing bags at the local supermarket and experienced earning money for the first time, sparking his hustler spirit. At age 15, he felt the need to generate consistent and dependable income, and he made his first attempt at doing so by cutting hair. He continued to hone his skill and worked almost incessantly. And after two years, he perfected his skill enough to make it into a career. His brother dubbed him Charlie Hustle, and the dream of the Hustle Barbershop was born. In May of 2005, he opened the Hustle Barbershop and it quickly became a staple in the neighborhood where he was raised. In 2008, the term no hustle, no profit became their motto, as well as their motivation for not only the barbershop, but also for many in the community that he served. And in 2016, the Run Hustle Run group of runners, athletes, and so-called regular people, all with the common goal to get physically and mentally stronger, began to grow. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Charlie Hustle, Charlie Mercado. Hey guys, how you feeling, man? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. All right, I'm also joined here by Michael Rosano. Michael Rosano is a landscape architect with over 19 years of experience, ranging from high-end residential design and build to commercial and urban and municipal design. He's won awards for excellence in design and construction, and his work has been published in numerous publications. His professional experience includes serving as the Brooklyn Borough Supervisor with the Landscape Construction Division for the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation, where he oversaw construction on numerous projects, including such high-profile projects like the Brooklyn Bridge Park. The driving force behind all of his accomplishments is one thing, hustle. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Marco. Good morning, Charlie. Good to be here. Very excited to have this uh, conversation with uh, fellow business uh, men and entrepreneurs. It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into it. And let's talk about the question, the one question to spark all this off. What is hustle? Hmm. I think I'm going to let Mr. Charlie Hustle set that one off. I think it's, I think that's, uh, with all due respect, he should have each started off. Hustle, huh? Hustle is, um, you can't teach it. You know, that's one thing you can't do. That's something you either have or you don't. You move through it, you push through it, you sweat through it. Um, and it's literally embedded in you. And, 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 and it's just a driving force uh, that, that most of us don't know we have or don't know how to harness. But if you do, you know, the power is uh, limitless, you know. And uh, that's one thing that I always take pride in. And it's just pushing harder. You know, because either if it's from doubters or you doubt yourself and you know you got to try to get to the next level, uh, that's that drive. That's that force that, that, that it, like I said, it just can't be taught. You either have it or you don't. So mm -hmm. that's where hustle comes from. Yeah. Mike, what about you? What do you think hustle is? How do you define it? I, de I, I define hustle as New York. Mm. Because, you know, the saying goes, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Uh, and I, I think that's exactly what it is, because the reason why they say that is because New Yorkers have the hustle in them. You know, like Charlie says, whether they know it or not, we, we're just kind of we're born into this in this environment of uh, 
the constant moving, you know, like you just, you're constantly on the go. It's, it's that New York vibe where, you know, everyone's in a, in a rush, but that also applies to what the hustle is when you, wh- whatever business you're in, it's all about, you know, strapping your boots on, going to work and just working hard and outworking everyone. That's the other thing. I think the hustle is outworking people. You know what I mean? I think that's really what it is. Um, because you see it all the time, you know, they're, they're, you know, yeah, I went to school in the University of Georgia, and that was kind of what a lot of people say to me is that New Yorkers move so fast. And again, I think it comes back to it's just how we're brought up, and it's what we see. And I think that's really what establishes the hustle within you. You know, like Charlie says, everyone has it in them, whether they know it or not. You know, some people choose to really tap into that. Some some people choose not to. But uh, the hustle definitely is in every one of us, especially being New Yorkers. Yeah. What do you think it is about New York, though? I mean, because they've always said that, you know, if you can make it in New York, you make you can make it anywhere. What do you think it is about New York in general? I mean, you think, is it because they, you know, the big business is set up here? Is it because, I mean, going back to the time of the immigrants, you know, this is one of the major ports. We have Ellis Island out here. You know, what is what do you think it's about New York that, that kind of almost bestows that upon you? Like, you have no other choice but to hustle to make it here. I think it's just the culture, you know, um, you, you kind of speak of, of how people immigrated here, you know, back in the day. You know, I come from a family of, uh, of immigrants. My family came from Italy uh, and my father's first generation. And my, my father was born and my grandparents were born in Italy. And when they came over, they, they had no choice. I mean, that's what it was. You had to work. They came with nothing. And this um, undeniable uh, work ethic was was formed from them you know my i saw it with my grandfather my my uncles my you know and it's this drive to succeed because they came from nothing and i think that and i think new york is that because this is the melting pot of the world this is the most diverse place in the world where people from all over the world come here to make it you know so i think i think that's why new york is unique because everyone wanted to come here especially in the early 1900s, like my grandfather came in the 1920s and it was just, it was a new world. There was, you know, there was all this opportunity to, you know, to have a better life and to make money and to, you know, so I think that's why New York is, is, is recognized as being that for that reason, the history behind it. And uh, I think to this day, 2021, it continues to today. And I think that's why we have, you know, we have that mentality. Yeah. Charlie, what are your thoughts? The light, it's a bright light here on our, on our, on our city. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is a land of innovators. We've set the tone for the world and everything comes from New York. Like, you know, it's the mecca of the universe in its own light because fashion, music, um, sports, uh, 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 graffiti, all these things came from New York. It was embedded in the arts and the culture that comes from New York and the melting pot that it is because there's so many cultures here coming here, unifying and the level of competition within our own people is to make it gives you a drive because the exterior has to be rough. The interior could be what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. uh, when you're, when you're, when you're pushing forward, it's, it's, it's difficult because, um, New York is, is the pressure and, and, you know, like they say you, some people come here and fail, you know what I'm saying? They're not from here. They fail sports athletes. We see it. Uh, people come here and they're out of here because even here with the, unfortunate pandemic a lot of new yorkers weren't real new yorkers and when hit the fan excuse my language they were out they went back home because this place is built for certain people and 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 if you can make it here hell yeah because the rest of the world is not like here so Mm -hmm. it's an easier it's an easier playing ground uh and a a prettier field somewhere else than than these rough concrete streets that make you want to go hard and make you want to work harder than most people you know what i'm saying so it's something that like i said new york is the mecca man of this universe like fashion everything yeah. everything music comes from here inspiration and yeah you might go somewhere else and 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 bring it and people use that the new york uh, state of mind to inspire them and other people other places but that new york state of mind is special man and yeah it's still and it comes with a hustle state of mind it's all one unit you know what i'm saying you work hard you play hard and you live hard and yeah that's what new york does yeah yeah i think it also has to do you know like like you said you know when people come here they don't always at least the original new yorkers they didn't come here with that silver spoon in their mouth you know they they, they came upon rough times you know, and it feels like a lot of the the, the beautiful art and, and the accomplishments, just like you said, you know, I'm thinking about two things right now in the music industry, you know, and it, 
there's a couple of arguments people will agree or disagree, but hip hop was born in New York. Now, I was speaking with someone a few years back and they said something which I hadn't realized. They said salsa was born in New York. Salsa was born in the Bronx. Yes, it was. See, people think it was started in the Caribbean and Puerto Rico. You know, no, there's no. Colombian salsa. Um, but salsa was born in 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 the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, hip hop, hip hop was also was, definitely New York, but I think they say it was the Bronx too. Bronx and Cool Herc was the original and he was a Jamaican man, a DJ from Jamaica and came here and changed the game. And salsa was just about the same thing. And it's like, I just think it's the melting pot of, of, of nationalities that come together here and, and bring that, bring that, that flavor and that sazon and, and, and that grit and that spice and that, you know, that, 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 that tomato sauce, all that mixed together creates some next level ish that people can't stop. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and one thing I take pride is always trying to be an innovator, always trying to change something, always trying to restructure and, you know, I'm seeing being ahead of the game because somebody's going to catch up to you sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? That's so you true. always got to be ahead. You know what That's I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Now you mentioned before, and this is going to one of the other things I wanted to touch upon is that is a hustler born or is it a learned quality? And you were saying that you're either born with it, but you may not be aware of it. So you have to kind of draw that out of the person. Um, I personally find that is fear is a factor in a lot of us, you know what I'm saying? And people, get scared to try, get, they, they automatically say, I can't. And once you go there, you're already lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me as a kid, I wasn't let play with the big kids. So I had to show them that I'm better. I can be better. I can prove myself to you guys. I, so it always made me try harder. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I always had something to prove. And, and it essentially it was to myself, you know what I'm saying? But I was trying to get my brother, my older brother's approval in a lot of things and, you know, and making sure, but that brought you that brought it out of you because all of a sudden you're just naturally pushing harder than everybody else and they don't know why yeah. you know what i'm saying but that's that hustle that's that 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 thing that at 8 years old you're packing bags in a supermarket for a quarter to make money to buy some gi joes you know what i'm saying and things of that nature you know what i mean so that's where my my hustle started early when i got that taste of oh wow i made 20 dollars today i can go buy my own baseball cards i don't have to ask mommy you know what i'm saying right and where we came from, we didn't have money. So I didn't want to ask mommy for money. And she said no. So I went and made it myself. You know what right. I'm saying? So it started. What about you, me. Mike? When did when did you find that when, when do you feel your, your first hustle started? I grew up in it, you know. I was uh I was blessed to have uh my grandfather had his, had his business, my uncle, my dad's oldest brother had his business in the you know, the landscape business, uh, you know, maintenance. Uh, so you know, I saw these men just take it. You know, they came here and you know. It's funny how many cultures go through the same things, you know. So, you know, when, when my grandparents came here, my uncle came here, you know, they, you know, Italians were looked down upon, you know what I mean? All the, mm-hmm. you know, they were, you know, the immigrants, dirty people living all together. The same thing we have the circle goes around with many other cultures and right. stereotypes. My family dealt with that too. Um, so, you know, they weren't welcome to many places. So they, you know, they started their own thing. My grandfather went out and he worked in construction when he first got here. And he said, you know what, I'm going to start my own business. Right. Man had a fifth grade education. Never, you know, no, no formal education, but he was smart. So I grew up seeing that. You know, yeah. I grew up seeing my grandfather and my uncle, you know, they, my uncle started his business. Um, and what Charlie says the same thing with me, you know, I, you know, I grew up on 135th Street in the Hillside Avenue, right across the street from the, the, the world famous hustle barbershop. And uh, which is a beautiful thing to me that the barbershop is in the neighborhood we grew up in. But yep. um, where the hustle, first hustle barbershop was, was the original candy store in the neighborhood. So in 2005, oh, right? Charlie called me up. Yes, Charlie called me up and told me where this spot was. I was like, this is beautiful, man. You got to take it, man. Like, you got to jump on that. That was the whole candy store. Wow. You know? So, uh, you know, as a kid, I wanted to go buy candy, play video games. And I'll ask my dad for money. And he would say, no, you know, I was eight years old. I was like, no, your uncle has a business. Go work. You want money? Go work. And that's what I was taught at eight years old. So mm-hmm. I learned that well, if I work, I can make money. And at eight years old, I always had money in my pocket because I was fortunate to have a business, uh, uncle who had a business and I had an opportunity to go work with him and make leaves and do whatever. But I got paid at the end of the day. And yeah. that's when it that's started. So I saw how they lived well. They, they worked hard and they built a good business and they were able to afford nicer things. They were able to buy properties. And, you know, so I, I learned that at a young age. That's really where I learned from seeing seeing it from my family 
Yeah, yeah. See, I never had that. I mean, I, I had a, a lemonade stand once, I think. No, actually, I didn't. Oh, this is an embarrassing story. So my next door neighbor had a lemonade stand and I saw he was raking in them quarters. I was like, so I told my mom, I want to make lemonade too. And she says, no, 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 I don't want you to waste your time with that. So she's like, go get water. So I had a container with water. So I was selling water to the kids on the block. But my mom was like, you can't sell water for 25 cents. So I said, how much is it? She says, you should sell it for a penny. Yo, so of course we got all these clever kids who they were more hustlers than me at the time. And they're like, all right. <laughs> so I'm sitting there on the stoop waiting for someone to buy something and they're playing and I'm just watching them. And one kid comes over with a dime. He's just like, all right, let me get one. I was like, all right, I'm going to come back nine more times. Uh, I'm stand at this tiny little dime in my hand, man. So they didn't have that. I, I didn't discover a hustle within me probably till I finished probably till I finished my, my studies, you know, after I started practicing medicine, that's, I didn't start a hustle really until then I've had jobs, but I don't consider that a hustle. You mm -hmm. know, you apply, you get a job, you work. That's great. But that's not a hustle. That's just being in place, just working. Right. But my hustle didn't start until I finished my medical studies. So I was like, what, 30 years old, but it, it came on in a big way, in a big way. You know, and then it grew into other things. You know, I started my recruiting company. Then I started pursuing aesthetics and, you know, now the coaching. Um, but but yeah, you know, it, and I agree with you. And, you know, it's funny because when you said, Charlie, you know, it's not it's not taught. It's in you. That's very true. I didn't know I had that aspect of myself because I was never placed in that situation. And it seems like the circumstance it's, it's that it's that survival of the fittest you know you either you either thrive or you die um i wasn't placed in that situation so i ne that never brought it out and it wasn't until later that i found myself like yeah you know what i have to come up with a way to bring in some more money yeah i think it also comes from what, just to kind of go back to what charlie was saying it uh you know being in you or being is if it's natural I think it's it is in everyone, but the issue is I think fear, like Charlie said, is the biggest the biggest determinant of people why people don't want to do it because they're fearful of um, failing, right? But that shouldn't that shouldn't stop you from from pursuing it. And let's be real, there are just some people who don't have the like they don't really have the hustle in them. You know, they rather mm -hmm. work a nine to five, go home and watch four hours of TV a day. And hey, listen, you know what I mean? That's that's someone's, you know, someone, someone wants to live their life like that. That's that's their choice. But then there are some people that just want more. And it's not just about making money. It's just the fulfillment of doing more and having wanting more. That's I think that's part of of of, it, of that hustle in people. You know, oh, yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, and I and I think, listen, I'm not the smartest guy. You know, I'm not the best designer. You know, and and when I went to University of Georgia, I was very intimidated because. I, I did my two years in SUNY Farm, and then I went down to Georgia. And I, you know, the work that I was seeing when I first got there, they were better than me, you know. And they, you know, kids that started the program from freshman year. But I told myself that they may be better than me, but I'm going to outwork them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I mean, honestly, I just worked hard. Not to say that they didn't work hard. I just was the first one there in the studio. I was the last one to leave. Yeah. You know, and that's just kind of what I did. I put the time in and I put the work in because I didn't have that natural talent in me to do these beautiful renderings and drawings. I had to teach and learn my and learn how to do those things. But the only way I was able to get better at it was by putting the time in. And right. that's what I did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot which which celebrity said, I don't know if it was Schwarzenegger, it was like, while they sleep, I work. While they sleep, I work. You just kept repeating that. So I got another question. And there's a couple of parts to it. I'll throw them all out and you see whatever sticks to the wall and we'll go with that. Is there such thing as too much hustle? And if so, what is that called? And if there is too much hustle, what does that do to how other people perceive that person as? How are they seen by others? It's a good question. Is there such thing as too much hustle? I feel like Charlie already got something on that. It's it's that's not hustle. That's greed. There's a difference. That's a whole different word. That's a whole different state of mind. You know what I'm saying? Hustle don't stop. But when you step in on somebody or stepping on something to get to where you want to go, that's not hustle. That's greed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the same state of mind. Like, you know, like 
you hustle down the line to first base and, you know, that's a different story, but you hustle down the line and you knock the person out that's in front of you just to get there. That's not hustle, bro. That's, that's greed. And that's, that's lack of caring for the next person. And that's not my mind state. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't, I don't, I'm not stepping on nobody, whether I feel it's not right or whatever. I don't step on anybody. I just keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't stop me from scoring, but I'm not going to stop you from Europe. You wanting to achieve your goals either. You know what I'm saying? That's called greed. So that's my, my state of my, my mind. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, you know, it's funny when you say like that now something very clear comes to mind. I know it, it gets away from you. Sometimes it gets away from you and you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like the opposite of hustle or hustle push too far is greed. You're right. I knew this guy, same thing. He was a hustler, you know, and the word hustler is a little funny too. You know, that can sometimes have a bad meaning to some people because it sounds like you're, you're trying to swindle them or trick them. Mm-hmm. But I guess when we're saying hustler today, we're talking about one who hustles. Um, but yeah, he was a hustler and he did his thing and he just got, I will just say too ambitious long story short, he got pinched by the feds, not, not NYPD FBI got him for some stuff twice, twice, you know, and and it goes too far. It goes too far. What do you think, Mike? That's what happens. You know, there's a saying, uh, it's actually in Italian. I I can't, I don't can't say it in Italian, but translated in English is when you eat with both hands, you choke. Yeah. How do you know that's Mm. the correct translation? If you don't speak Italian. Well, I was told, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like if you and I walk on the block and you see a tree, you ask me what, what name the tree is, and I tell you, you don't know, right? I tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it is greed. And I think, um, I, I think another part of it, too, is that I think sometimes people will, there's jealousy, too. You know, when, when, you're, when you're working hard and you're building something and you're sacrificing, and I know Charlie could definitely speak on this, um, you know, people, people get jealous because um, they're scared to do what you're doing. Um, so they try to knock you. You know what I mean? They try to, you know, kind of tear people down. And, and that, you're going to have that in, with people in general because that's just, just how some people are. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's all about balance, you know. And to kind of go back to what you're saying, Marco, yeah, like the, the, the word hustler can be seen both ways too. You know, growing up in New York, we know – everything is a hustle and everything is a shakedown. Really, it is. I mean, if you, yeah. you know about life and in business, you're going you're gonna to encounter people like that. Yeah. Um, so you have to have that street smart with the business smart to know, you know what you're walking into and, and, and how to be careful with that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about balance. You know, work hard, play hard. You know, work hard, play hard, that saying. Um, but that, you know, that, that's, that's a big part of it. So let me ask you guys something. Whose hustle do you admire most and why? Mm. Good question. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll answer first since you guys are marinating with this for a little bit. For me, I I like Gary V. Something about this guy, man. I just, I like the way he speaks. I like he's very straightforward. You know, he seems like he's having a good time doing what he's doing. But this guy's always on his grind. For me, authenticity is a big deal, you know, being yourself. I don't like people that are fake, pretending, posing. I don't like that, you know. Even as a kid, even as a teenager, I never liked that. I never liked seeing the person with the nice, fancy, you know, the, 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 the high-end car, the chains, you know, and then they go into a living situation which just does not match with how they're presenting themselves to the world, you know. Um, lately, Gary has been posting something like... Um, Stop buying stuff to impress people who don't care about you or something to that effect. Yeah, I see you know? that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, yeah, I like Gary Vee. I like his hustle right now. I, I find it in many people, you know. Um, you know, if you want to go for, uh, from a celebrity, The Rock is someone that, you know, you, you see his, I'm a big, I love yeah. stories. I love knowing people's stories and what they come from and what they mm-hmm. overcome. So for me, at a celebrity level, it's definitely The Rock and what he's done, because that man is, talk about hustle, that man is on a mission for what he's done in the last, you know, 10 years um, and for what he came from, you know. Um, and then just people in my life, man, you know, a guy like, 
you know, you and Charlie, man, you guys inspired me what you're doing with your businesses. You know, my jujitsu professor, you know, Mateos Lutez from, he came from Brazil with nothing, you know, and I, and when I see those things, it just fuels me. I think that's the difference between when you talk about hustlers and entrepreneurs, I think that's what separates a lot of people too, is that um, people who are, uh, I would say, you know, like naturally jealous, have jealousy in them. They see people like that. And they go the other way. Like, you know, they they don't, I see people like that and it makes me want to work harder. You know what I mean? It makes me want to step up my game and say, wow, you know, I need I need to do more. I need to do better. Um, you know, Charlie and I have all these talks when we, you know, when I go for, for our haircut, we constantly have these talks of, you know, what are we doing to better ourselves and our business and our brand? And, you know, what can we do more? And I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. What can we what can we do more to better ourselves? And that to me is a big part when you talk about a hustler's definition, is mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um I can't I don't I can't really say that I'm watching anybody else or, you know, of course in the past who've inspired me. Uh Jay-Z's movement in his career, um regular people that come to the shop that I see are doing their thing who graduated, you know, a lot of you guys that I've seen grow up uh, right in front of my eyes and and get married and things like that, that, that inspires me to keep pushing myself to see, you know what, I think I'm making a difference in somebody else's life every day. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the, the everyday person that sits in my chair inspires me. The the people that are Mm -hmm. trying to do something different, I can't look up to those people that are in the top because they got there and yeah, their path is, is, is a sexy one for them. And I'm trying to write my own path to the top, you know what I'm saying? So uh, keep your eye on the prize and, you know, not try to look around and just use everything around you. You know, like I try to just grab all of it and just bring it with me to say, you know what, this inspires me. This dude is doing what he's doing. And you know what? I'm proud of him. Uh, doing this. And even right now in the running community, you know, seeing people who, who who walk in and you can see they're working on something, they're not strong. And within a month, two months, you their, their whole state of mind changes, their whole uh, bounce changes. And you can, you could read, strengthen them. You know what I'm saying? So that inspires me that things like that inspire me. But to say that a certain person right now in my life out there that I'm watching, I'm not, I'm not watching anybody because I'm trying to write my own uh, story, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want to get distracted or discouraged by somebody being too high up where it's like, oh, I'm never going to reach that. You know what I'm saying? And some might think like that or some might think, oh, I can get there. But, you know, one step at a time, man, one step at a time. Yeah. Something happens in the world. Your current profession, your current hustle no longer exists. What other hustle do you pick up? There's no more barbering in the world. None. It What's happened your next already. hustle? It, it happened already. I mean, we got it taken away last year. It got taken away. My 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 skills were no longer applicable in this world. They were non-essential. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, where did where did my mindset go? Um, every other avenue that I have open and realizing that I gotta go for it. I gotta go for the next level, I got to educate myself. You know, I want to find a way to sit down and make money. You know what I'm saying? And there's avenues, there's avenues in this world to do it. Um, but, uh, for a hundred days, we were non-essential. We were not, mm. my hands got taken away. Everything that I'd worked for 20 something years was gone. It was, it didn't matter anymore. You know what I'm saying? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't priority to anybody. And I understand, but it hurt, you know what I'm saying? And it was a reality where it's like, you got to keep pushing on every other avenue and say, right, you know what? Right. It's not, I'm not just a barber, you know, personally. And that made me realize, you know, and yeah. a lot of people take pride in and I'm prideful of it, but it's, it's not my, it's not my end all, you know, it's not everything that I want to do in life. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just part of my story. That's gotten me to be really able to sit down with you guys right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you're not just a barber. What else are you? How, how, how did you answer that question when it came up for you? Um, I'm a father, I'm a photographer, I'm mm. a, um, I'm creative, I'm a creator, I'm an artist, uh, e- even though those things, you know, people might tell you and you don't know how to harness it because per se you can't draw something, but
but you still create things with your mind. And personally, me, I've created a lot of things uh, that are relevant in this world through my mind and, and through my imagination yeah. and saying, you know what, what if, what if this comes out? What if I do this or what if, and you know, not to say there's biters, but there's biters who come from that and people get inspired. Like I yeah. got inspired from somebody else yeah. uh, and somebody got inspired from me, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And that I take pride in that and being able to say, you know what? Yeah, I I did that. You can do it too. You know what I'm saying? What, look at me now, you know what I'm saying? And you can do it too. So right. uh, a couple of years ago or a few years ago when the whole barbering thing, I went to Cali, I got an experience to teach at a school and an older gentleman asked me, uh, uh, a black gentleman, gray hair, he was in barber school. He's like, what do I do? What can I do? And he was like, and I told him, I said, be fearless, be fearless. And, and for a long time, I didn't even follow my own uh, advice. You know what I'm saying? And Fear is the path to the dark side. So if you don't do what you got to do, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You're going to drop the ball. So I always go back to that when I'm doubting myself. I'm like, yo, you told this dude not to be scared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here you are scared to do something on another level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so. mm. What about you, Mike? If you had a pick, if you could pick another hustle, what would it be? Man, it's uh, a good question, man. It's very hard f for me because, you know, Mark and I have spoken about this, but, you know, since I was 10 years old, all, all I said I was going to do with my life was, you know, run my uncle's landscape business. So I kind of, you know, my whole life has always been that. But, you know, if, if that wasn't an option and I had a kind of, it would definitely be something, you know, business owns, you know, I think I, you know, going back to that fear, you know, the fear holds us back. And I think for many years, fear held me back too, Charlie. You know, it held me back from, I always had the hustle on the side. I always had the nine to five in the landscape architecture world and working for firms. And But I always had my business I did on the side on the weekends and nights. And, uh, you know, that fear held me back from doing it full time. And then finally, you know, January 2020, it was time to take that side also full time. Um, but if I was to do something different, it would be, your business owns, you know, something where, you know, to, to go to a nine to five, I, I don't know. So, you know, what would that be? Not sure, man. Not really yeah. sure. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you bring up something really important because that that's a good question. Could you ever see yourself working for someone else? Uh, that's tough, man. Yeah. Uh, working for someone else. I think those days are done. Yeah. Uh, partnering with people. Sure. Yeah. You know, the partners, definitely. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, I, I, saw, uh, I saw a meme or a, a something uh, somewhere on Instagram, and it said something like, the salary, the salary they give you is the doubt to stop your dreams. So, something yeah, 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 something like know, that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that's what people fall into. I need to make that salary, you know? So, um, and you make a salary by working for someone and they pay you that salary. So right. working for someone, I think those days are done. But like I said, partnering, sure. You yeah. know? It's you know? tough. It's tough when you get that, when you get that, you know, entrepreneurial uh, uh, lifestyle. You know, they said the entrepreneur is the only one who will work 80 hours for themselves so they don't have to work 40 hours for somebody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so true. That's so, it's so true, man. And coming from my last... Uh, uh, work experience before I started my business full time. That's what it was. I was like working for someone else. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I'd rather do this and work my ass off to you know do it for myself. You know, and and the thing is too. You know, so I've been in practice. You know, going on 19 years. For 19 years, I had a full time job, so the salary was there, and I had my business that did on the side. So that side was side money, right? Yeah. My, my bills were paid for my salary. Yeah. You go on your own, you got to make your paycheck. You yeah. got to collect your pay. You know, you got to go out there and collect money from clients and, you know, make sure you're, you're bringing work in, lining things up. It's a lot of work. But I'd rather do that than just, you know, answer to someone, you know, yeah. and do it on my own. Be my own man, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What about just, you, Charlie? You think you, could ever work, you think you could ever work for somebody else again? Um, I, I, I am, uh, I am capable of doing anything like that. Do I want to know, uh, <laughs> just on this weekend, um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and 
Monday. It was Monday. And they were talking Monday morning blues. And I don't know what Monday morning blues are. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand that terminology. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people are like, oh, weekend, weekend, weekend. My weekend's short. So I haven't had a real weekend in 20 something years. So yeah. Monday morning is just another day to me. And I don't, I never understood, but when you're working for somebody else 40 hours, you look forward to that Friday and you don't look forward to coming back that Monday. And I don't get that logic because I'm working for myself. If I'm not here, I don't make money. Of course, the shop is its own, whatever have you. But to understand that I have the freedom to be myself, you know what I'm saying? Can I go work for somebody else? Have I done it in, in the past years? Yeah, I've worked here and there to, for whatever, but. I know I'm a chameleon and I know I can transition. Do I want to? Oh, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Never. But <laughs> if if it is what it is, I just think that I'll find another lane uh, to to profit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In, you know? Yeah. We're all parents. All three of us were parents. Do you let your children find their own path or are you trying to instill this hustler spirit and activate that part of them? You know, I, I'll, 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 I'll answer that one first. Um, I'm going to go back to what you once said, Marco, when you and I had this conversation. I think it comes down, you have to be honest with your children and ask them, what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? You know, yeah. because if if you want to live an expensive way of living and drive an expensive car and have a big, I mean, if that's like a goal, then you have to really think about what you want to do with your career. Right. If you, you know, if you don't feel like you need those things and you want more of a humble, I don't know if that's the right word, just, you know, something that's not as, as you know, a simpler lifestyle. Right, simpler lifestyle. Then, yeah, but I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to you have to follow your passion, what you want to do, but understand that, because um, even like what I did, I went to school for landscape architecture and, and my uncle sold his business. I, I didn't want to get into the lawn maintenance business. I wanted to become a landscape architect. But when I got into the real world and I saw what landscape architects at a school made, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. They, don't really make a lot of money here. So I had to kind of find ways because I, I I wanted a certain lifestyle, you know. So that kind of led me to where I am today. But I think that when it comes to your children, that's what we have to do. We just have to really talk to them and see what are you passionate about, what do you want to do, and then kind of go from there, you know. Yeah. Definitely have, uh, you know, tried to instill the that, that mindset of working hard to my son. Like, you know, I you do your own thing. You know, I'm letting you choose your own path, but know who I am and know that you're still my son and there's still expectations uh, in me for you. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, that's something that, you know, like, dude, like I tell him, I'm like, pop, like they call me Charlie Hustle. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? You still gotta match that <laughs> somehow, some way, you know what I'm saying? So in his own right, his own lane, he's creating his own state of mind and his own hustle and, and, and he's got it. I can see it. You know what I'm saying? But it's also genetic too, you know what I'm saying? Genetically, you can that can be passed on, you know what I'm saying? I think, um, and I feel like he has it, you know what I'm saying? And over the years, yeah, we don't. I've always tried to push him, and you hear hustle, you hear that all the time, dude. Like it, you can't be anything else, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. So on that same note, do you feel like your hustle is do you feel it's positive for them to have a hustle or do you feel like it's your role to hustle in order to give them an easier life? I think as a parent, we want our children to be better than us. I think that's kind of the normal, right? Would you guys agree? Like, you know, yeah, we were, you know our parents wanted us to be better than them. And now we want our children to be better than us. And I think that is the real progression of, you know, having generations of being better, you know what I mean? And I think that's what it comes down to. It's just, you know, and also, you know, children learn from, from what they're seeing, you know, not only what you tell them is what they're seeing, you know, um, listen, man, I work crazy hours too, you know, like the same thing with me. There's no, I don't have Monday morning blues. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I work weekends, I work nights. My kids know, you know, they understand, but they get it. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to showing them, you know, and I, and I think, you know, it will come, you know, but also like Charlie says about with his son, I, that's what I teach my daughters is that nothing is going to be given to you in his life. 
you have to work for everything you want. Don't expect anyone to give you anything because that's not the way life works. Right. You know, that, that's just how I see it, you know? Yeah. What do you think, Charlie? Ease the burden on them or they got to pick uh, up their own Of course, own I've, I, I, I've tried and, you know, I've, you know, our, my situation is different than everybody's, you know. Um, I've been a father from a distance, but always been there. And I always install that innate, you know, in my son and let him know, like, you got to push. And, like, he's in school now. I said, dude, I got you through these four years and you're done after that because I've done what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? I've given you all I can and the rest is on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to push on your own. You got to do things on your own and you got to stand on your own because I won't be there to hold your hand forever. You know what I'm saying? And for right now, he's doing what he has to do and he stays focused. You know what I'm saying? And that's all we can help for. Like someone asked me, to Mike's point, somebody asked me just a random question. Oh, he's really good looking. You know, uh, how do you feel that he's going to be better looking than you? Like, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, that's what it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to progress. And it's the same state of mind that Mike said, like, you want your child to be better than why would it hurt me that he looks better than me? You know, he's better. Look <laughs> that was like one of the silliest things, but it's right. like the growth. Like, thank oh, God, that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> that's, thank, thank you, dude. Like, yeah, good job, you know, because that's what we're supposed to do. They're supposed to be better. I'm supposed to be better than my dad. Uh, uh, my dad was supposed to be better than his dad. And, and that's yep. the natural progression of life is trying to go up, not go down. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, thank God he's good looking. You know what I'm saying? But oh, yeah. he's got to be, it's, it's more than that. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, that's the state of mind of some people in this world that they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So... If you had an hour with your 14-year-old self, knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself? Uh, I, I'm going to take this mic real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, sheesh. 14-year-old uh, Charlie. I mean, 14-year-old Charlie was the one creating the 40-year-old Charlie. So mm. it was already the mindset was, how can I always be in demand? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I will pat him on the back and be like, good job, kid. Like you, you already on your path. Like you didn't know it, but here's a couple things that you might be able to do where you won't make the mistakes, uh, that, that, that hinder you a little bit today. You know what I'm saying? Here you go. Uh, here are the other jewels because the kid was on the right path at 14, 15. You know what I'm saying? He was, mm. he was young. He wanted to be in demand and he wanted not to ask anybody for anything. You know what I'm saying? I hated asking my mother for anything because we weren't, we didn't have money and I hated the word no. So mm. I didn't, I'd rather go out there and get it myself. So uh, he was on the right path. A uh, couple things I would tell him here and there. Yeah. Take this left and make that right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, you know, good job for that kid. You know what I'm saying? Good job. What about you, Mike? Uh, I, you know, thinking back now, I think what I would say is enjoy the moment because it goes fast, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and, I, and I feel like when you're in, when you're young and you're in the moment or even in the college years, you think, and this is what I teach my daughters, you know, that my oldest, oldest is going to be 11, my youngest is seven, mm -hmm. already teaching them this, enjoy the moment because in the moment you think you know, when I went to school, when I went to Georgia, I thought I was gonna, it was gonna I was gonna be there forever. That's kind of how it felt. Like, wow, th three years down here is wow. Three years is like thirty years, but it's not. It's a blink of an eye. So, I feel like I, as I was serious in my career and in schooling and all that, but you know, maybe I took myself a little too seriously. So, if I could go back. I would say, you know, I listen. I had a good time. There's no doubt. You know, I lived my life. But I'm just saying, like, I think I stress things at. 21 that I really shouldn't have been stressing at 21, you know, and I, and I, and that's living in the moment and just not being as serious. That's, I think that's the biggest thing that I would, that I would do say to myself, Charlie, what does the world need more of? Understanding bro. Comprehension of each other. You know, mm -hmm. those two things are the biggest things lacking in this world right now. Understanding and compassion for each other. Right. It's, 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 it's something we're lacking right now. You know, hustle's not lacked because now that hustle's becoming greed. You know what I'm saying? Like we spoke earlier. Now people are just trying to step on you just to get to the top. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And and it's sad to see that. 
But yeah. uh, I try not to give that any power and keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Because just like when you were on the train going up that escalator, somebody's trying to get by you, let them by. You know, yeah. you'll get to the top when you get to the top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Good example. Mike, what is the world need more of? That was kind of badass. I'm sorry. That was a badass. That was off the top, man. I, that was, was good. Oh, we're, we're, we're recording it, man. I think I'm going to go with Charlie on that too. Understanding. I think, I think empathy, right? We, we need, we need more communication. You know, we live in a world right now where if I, if I don't agree with you on any topic, uh, people fly off the handle. They can't handle communication. And I think this goes, this really goes back, I think, honestly, to us growing up where, where we grew up. We were always in the neighborhood together. We were always yep. talking. So we had these experiences of learning how to talk to people. Now yeah. I feel like it's gone the other way, where it's like, if I don't agree with you, people think, I hate you, yeah. but no, I think we just need more communication to learn and understand each other better. You know what I mean? And I think that's really what we need. Of. But that, that comes with empathy. We have to be empathetic to people and other beliefs or other, you know, you know what I mean? Like just being open-minded and being able to communicate to each other because communication solves half the world's problems. We just talk. Absolutely. You know? I think it solves all the problems, not even half. I'll go as far yeah, as say yeah. all of it. What does the world need less of? I mean, you know, the usual hate, you know what I'm saying? Um, greed is, is, is definitely a big part of, of, of what's going on. Everybody wants to be everybody else. Everybody's greed is a big problem right now you know you know what i'm saying greed is greed is the the, the end all you know what i'm saying we all want to yeah. be the best but at what cost you know what i'm saying yeah. am i going to step on you am i going to stop you from growing am i going to say you know what you can't do that without me you know what i'm saying or am i going to just let life be and live and let live you know what i'm saying yeah. that's my, yeah. my 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 motto in a way is just live and let live you know whether you like it or not I'll go, I'm going where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether you're next to me along that ride, that's something different. But the world needs patience, you know, less hate and less greed, man. Yeah. It made me laugh a little bit. You said the usual hate, you know? But it's <laughs> true though, because that's that's the same stuff that's been going on forever. Just the one thing we gotta still do, we gotta work on, you know, like like you said, just let people live. Let people live. Let them do their thing. It don't work for you. Just stay away. Avoid them. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta intermingle with them. You ain't gotta mix with them. Right. Yeah. Less, less, less social media. I think social media is a. Social media is a for you know talking from a business perspective. Yes, it's it's very good. Uh, from a personal, I think social media has has been. Uh, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, you know, and I think a lot of these problems come from social media because communicating on social media or even through texting is different than speaking to someone. And I think a lot of problems happen because we're not, again, going back to the communication thing. People aren't able to communicate the right way, you know, but uh, the world definitely needs less of all the bad things, man. You know what I mean? We we need more of the good and less of the bad. I mean, that's probably the best way to put it, right? You know, more love, less hate. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Usual, right? <laughs> but if, for whoever's watching and that agrees with Mike with uh, less social media, just do it after you like, share, and subscribe uh, to this video. <laughs> I, just, I, just say, I just say business, though. I say it's a business is great. It's good for bathrooms too, man. You know, yeah, you got those few minutes there. You know, what do we do without it? You know, you can't go to the bathroom without your phone now, right? Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, what's next? Is there an evolution to your current hustle or is it pursuing a new hustle? I think it's it's constantly evolving. I think it's... Um, um, how 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 do I get better at what I'm doing? How, how how do I get more efficient? How do I and I you know when you have a passion for what you do, I think that's that's what happens. You want to do better. You want to be better. You know, I know Charlie could look back, you know, 20, 30 years ago and look at his first haircuts and pictures and be like, damn, wow, you know, 
Those were really that, good. Just like I look back on my, just, that just like I look, <laughs> just like I could look back on my designs 20, 30 years ago. I'm like, wow, some of that was, but that's all part of evolving, right? Yeah. You get better as you go. You know what I mean? But that's from putting the time in to make that happen. So yeah. I, for, for me, uh, I think it's it's evolving you know, where I'm at. I'm going to be 43 in June, and I feel like I'm just getting started. That's really how I feel, you know? Yeah. Is that true, Charlie, about the haircuts? Yeah, you got right. some, it, it, some mushroom just, mushroom fades even and stuff worse, like that. It, was, it, it, it <laughs> definitely was a, a growth. You know, it, it started from one, and it started from, you know, a dream to say, you know what, I want to make sure that I can get to college and have money in my pocket and – um, and it was a bad path, but it was a path in the sense that I knew that one day I'd be good. You know what I'm saying? And, and that goes into everything I do now where it's like, all right, this is my first time doing this. Oh, one day I'll be good. You know what I'm saying? If I stick with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you stick to your guns and you stick to what you love, I think it's endless what we can do. And, and for me personally, I have, you know, dreams and dreams to, to, to complete as we grow. You know what I'm saying? That's I've been awesome, able man. to create stuff and uh you know even if it's not to for monetary um benefit it still is a a bucket list checklist off you know i'm saying that i completed this part of my life i got to be able to do this and here i am going to the next level you know i'm saying like like i said it's an escalator and we just trying to get up to the top it just takes time man yeah mike how do people follow you see what you're doing stay up to date contact you uh, yeah, I'm, uh, my website is uh, www.mrasla.com. So my all my work is featured on there. Uh, Instagram, best spot for my business is my name, Michael Rosano ASLA. So at Michael Rosano ASLA on Instagram, posting a lot of the good works that's coming up. I got a, it's a, it's a nice portfolio on there so people can see what, uh, what's, what I got going on there. <laughs> I'm laughing because I think you missed a W. <laughs> I did? Yeah. You know, how we, you know how we are when we talk to each other. So nobody's going to find that funny. Nobody. But you know how we are. We just... For those that don't know, Mike and I have known each other since we were teenagers. Uh, Mike says he's going on 43. Uh, I'm 44. So we've known each other, I think, since I was 16. So 15, 16, we've known yeah, each other. 16, yeah. So as you know, when you know someone for that long, you... Little things, the way you guys, you know, how, how people are with their friends, you know? Yeah, if you want to pick but up Something about the way he's at WW, like I'm, he's smiling while he's saying where he's at, but I'm cracking up. I had to <laughs> mute myself. <laughs> and just to go back to Charlie, so uh, I met Charlie when I was uh, 18, almost 19. So he's been, you know, my barber for many years. And yeah, he's seen me graduate college, get married, have kids, you know. You know, there were many, many, uh, uh, deep conversations in that chair, you know, yeah. that we inspired each other, man. And, I, you know, to this day, I, I, I still remember them. So, yeah, you know, I, I was telling the story to Charlie yesterday when I was getting a haircut. You know, I live out on Long Island, um, about 25 miles from where I grew up. And I was talking to someone recently, and I said, oh, yeah, I got to go get a haircut. Oh, where do you get a haircut? Oh, the Hustle Barbershop in, in Richmond Hill, where I grew up. You you drive all the way back to Queens to get a haircut? And yeah. I, looked at, I looked at him, I said, you obviously don't know where I come from. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, yeah. what it comes down to, man. You know, loyalty and friendship and family, and you know, <clears throat> it's just something about you know getting out of that car and walking into the hustle barbershop and seeing the house I grew up in and just being in the neighborhood. It's just absolutely something very special about that. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, Charlie's cut my hair for a while back in the day when when I was in college. I used to go over there and I used to drive from there, and he gave my son his first. His first real haircut, you know, after the baby haircut, where you take him to the chair, some place with like a little car seat, you know, and they mm -hmm, mm -hmm. make all the noises, you know. And I remember I was more nervous than my son. I'll never forget this, man. I was in that barber shop and he's there. And I was because he was my firstborn. And I, I I was a nervous, a little bit of a nervous parent. I won't say too much, but and he was there in the chair. And then my son started to move and I got up. And Charlie just puts his hand out right there in front of me, just like stop, like like telling me like, "Yo, it's gonna be okay." Like he was soothing me just with it. He just looked at me, put his hand up, and shook his head a little bit. I just sat down, like, "All right, all right, let me just chill." He just yeah. got a haircut. Charlie Hustle got this. Mm. So, <laughs> Charlie, how do people get in contact with you? How do they follow what you're doing? 
Well, uh, you got Charlie Hustle, C-H-A-R-L-Y, Hustle at, on Instagram. Uh, you got the Hustle Barbershop easily on Instagram. And then you got Run Hustle Run, which is the running uh, crew and committee that uh, we're, we're making this movement for health and awareness. Yeah. Uh, and that's easy. Run Hustle Run on Instagram, too. Um, to your point of uh, being able to experience this neighborhood and and, and being blessed to to you know, our, my brother and our brother, Hex Sanchez, is the reason a lot of you guys all sat in my chair because of that that connection him and I made when he was 15 years old and he was my first good haircut that I ever gave. Wow. Uh, I've been cutting hair for four years, but nothing like this, where the, the, the owner gave me props, the only time he ever gave me props on a haircut. And Hector and I, and this is all possible because I got to finesse him, just like he said, you know. And with patience and, and, and parenting and, and seeing your kids grow up and these conversations that we have in the chair uh, are special because I've had other clients actually cry in my chair, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because they needed that therapy. They needed that moment. They felt comfortable enough to share with me how they might be feeling because I built that with them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Mike showed me a photo of his of his wedding where it was one of the best nights of my life. I can't remember it, you know what I'm saying? Because it was such a great night, but we had such a blast. Um, but all of this is all possible because uh, a simple haircut, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just yeah. a simple dream to say, you know what? I want to be the best barber uh, that I can be. You know what I'm saying? I've had brothers here where when we were cutting hair, they were messing me up because they thought I was trying to take their spot. And I'm like, nah, brother, I ain't trying to take your spot. I'm just mm. trying to make my own. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You got yours. I don't want yours. I want my own. You know what I'm saying? And it's just uh, where, the, where the greed and understanding comes into play where he had to understand and apologize for that and say, you know what? I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that you were just trying to be next to me, not in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a big part of, of, you know, with me and the team, I never wanted to be in front of them. You know what I'm saying? I wanted them to be next to me. You know what I'm saying? I've had the, the luxury of being able to inspire others to start their clothing brands, open barbershops, uh, running crews and things. Even softball teams started from the softball team I started. You know what I'm saying? But it's just part of that hustle, part of that state of mind of creativity, inspiration, and, and being uh, an innovator to the world to say, you know what? If he can do it, so can I. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm just a regular guy, bro, that just wanted to be the best I can be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I hear and that. It, it moves people. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we have to do, move people. Yeah, I hear that, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, for those that don't know us, I mean, all of us grew up in Queens, uh, New York City. We're all, um, as we were talking about just before we started recording, uh, sad Met fans, but, you know. <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of life. Loyal to a fault. It's not easy to be a Mets fan, but, I mean, I, I can't. I can't be a fan of any other baseball team. It's got to be Mets forever. Yeah. Um, let's see how the new ownership goes. That's a conversation for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, and, and I, I chose you guys both specifically. You know, it's interesting when I changed the format, I was doing more profiles on people. And now I decided, let me just, let's try out having discussions on topics. And both of you just popped into my head. It's funny how just that little shift in how I'm going to approach this, both of you guys just popped into my head. And when I was going through your bios yesterday and I was preparing it for today, you know, you're both from Queens. You both have hustles. You both have businesses. But one took the, the academic route and one took the, the grassroots route. I'm just going to create something and harness what I can do and then escalate that, you know? So I, I, I really appreciate both of you coming on. Um, you bring very unique perspectives uh, to the table. I thought this was a great conversation. I hope you guys thought so too. And I think that anyone listening or watching this is going to take something from it. Um, you guys all know how to get in contact with uh, Charlie Hustle now. You know how to get in contact with Mike Rosano now. And uh, let's continue the conversation, whether if it's in the comments or on social media, as long as Mike's going to continue to have social media. And, uh... <laughs> Can we go back to that for a minute? <laughs> I said bit for business is great. <laughs> anyway, man, much love for you guys. Thanks for coming on, man. And we're going to continue the conversation at the shop.
Thank All you, right, man. Be good. You All right, man. Good, Peace, man. Peace.